Hi guys, Phil here. We don't have a new episode for you this week. Um, Kenny hasn't been feeling well, so we had to postpone our episode. We do have a, a wonderful episode with Colleen Imry, the founder of The Nooks, uh, a retailer based out of Toronto coming up. Um, we'll figure out how to get uh, Colleen on the show um, fairly shortly, so you'll probably see a catch up in episodes uh, coming shortly. Um, having said that, what we thought we'd do is uh, replay uh, a portion of the episode that we had with Peter Rodriguez, who is a chartered marketer who has put together um, you know, a program to help people build their own personal brand um, and think about personal branding. We had such a strong response to Trevor Baker's episode on folks that are um, you know, thinking about how they uh, you know adjust their lives after their careers in CBG change uh, you know when they come to life changes and and they either get packaged out or they get moved out of the organizations they're in and we thought that maybe um, you know Peter's episode on personal branding might be a really great reminder of some of the tools that are out there that are just really wonderful for helping uh, people figure out what's next in their lives. Um, so this episode is uh, originally aired um, in 2020. It is uh, it is Peter Rodriguez, a very good friend uh, of mine and, and of the show. Uh, and we love uh, Peter and, and how smart he is. Uh, one note uh, is that I sound like I'm underwater in this. I was uh, screwing around with mics and, and I sounded terrible. So I apologize uh, for that. But but Peter sounds great and so does Kenny. And they're both they both sound like smarty pants in this uh, in this episode, which is what's really important. Um, so we will be back next week. We promise. Um, I uh, Kenny and I both wanted to take the opportunity to say thank you for continuing to listen to us. We um, we appreciate you. Uh, every day um, we're just so um, we're so amazed and we're so um, honored to have uh, you guys spend you know your 45 50 minutes listening to us two knuckleheads all the time uh, and we appreciate you so much so thank you for listening um, this episode with Peter Rodriguez we hope it uh, hits home a little and um, you go and get some personal branding from Peter or um, or think about some of the tools that are available to you and we will uh, talk to you next week. Take care. Stay safe. Hello. Peter. Hey. How are you? I am doing great. Hey, Excellent. Hey. We're all um, here. <laughs> I, I apologize. I, I turn off the Google Hangouts at every turn, but Google just insists on putting it back in. So I'm sorry uh -huh. you were sitting waiting for us. Don't worry about it. I did the same. I went there first, and I'm looking and thinking, I, I, don't, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't remember being uh, here before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all it's phil's fault it is it is my fault it is um uh, so Peter, to see you guys yeah no uh, it's it's likewise. super exciting um so i have we have peter rodriguez on peter um uh meet kenny venucci kenny venucci meet peter um yeah. kenny it's a pleasure meeting you likewise likewise i've heard a lot of good things yeah, yeah. yeah. like same here Thank you. <laughs> but but yours are probably true so <laughs> are you calling me the liar oh my god uh, he might have to no, embellish no. his story no 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 me. i'm a marketer not yeah. a liar oh. okay <laughs> that's very close that's a very thin line that's semantics it's that's semantics. all semantics uh, sometimes they're interchangeable <laughs> sometimes they're exactly the same uh, exactly yeah
Yeah, exactly I mean, the we same. Have, it's, it's, it's been hard to earn this reputation, eh? <laughs> you know what? It takes years of practice and dedication. So. Exactly. And so, consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's well-earned and well-deserved. Well-earned, yeah. And yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not hiding from it either. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So for listeners, I have Peter Rodriguez on. We, we've, um, Peter, I, I was, um, I was talking about you already and, uh, and, and how cool uh, you are. Uh, and I'm super excited to have you on. Um, one of the things that probably nobody knows is like, so, so, um, I've already told the listeners that, um, you know, I've known you, I think since like Oh five or Oh six or something like that in the Pfizer days. Right. Um, That's right. Oh five. Yeah. 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 And, and so one of the things that Peter and I do with, with one other person that we work with is, is we're part of a foodie group. Uh, and we've met, uh, a half twice a year, right? For I yeah, know, the last 10 years year. or so, I think. Yeah. Easily, yeah, probably going into 12 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Like to, you know, and we, and, and we have a goal. We, we try something new every time. Making um, or going out? Going out. Going out. No, going out. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, why don't yeah. you send me some of these yeah. places? You know, I'm yeah. in Toronto a couple yeah. of times a year. <laughs> I like to eat. <laughs> Well, you know, we have, I think we the have, diners we club is a one. special place. You know, we, we don't, I don't share. have to hang out with the two of you. Just give me a place to go. <laughs> I'll even go a night that I know you're not going to be there. So I make it feel better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's, I don't think that we have done one place twice. I think no, that is we haven't. good. You should. It's been, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it has been really great. I mean, I think yeah. that we've had great experiences. Yes. yes. Um, and I think that it's been like a little yeah. tour around the world. Yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. It's That's been good. Really Your cool. city's grown up. Toronto's yeah. become a yeah. night, a really cool. I mean, I hate yeah. to say this from Vancouver, and I hope nobody from Vancouver is listening. Uh-huh. Toronto's become a pretty cool city. <laughs> it's a really nice, clean, are, less hustle and bustle cool. New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like Toronto. I think Toronto's just a cool city. It's yeah. got a lot of cool shit going on. Yeah. You need mountains. That's all. Yeah, we don't have those. No, you need mountains. Yeah. Get mountains, you'd be, yeah. be pretty stellar. Yeah, we don't have yeah, ocean. So no, you need that. Well, you got yeah, a lake. Yeah, we big need lake. ocean. We that's a, a big, big lake, lake, though. Yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah. it's a big. Lake. Um, okay, so I wanted I want to jump into this because there's a lot, and um, and I I think I think this one is going to go right off the charts because I think it's super exciting. So I was telling um, Kenny in the audience a little bit about the exercise that you've taken on and the ventures that you're on this brand igniter thing. Um, what I would love is, uh, you know, if, if you've got an intro prepared, we'd love to hear it. Um, but I'd, I'd love to like, just get into, you know, what I've said to these guys is, is, um, what you've picked up on is, is, you know, in this day and age, personal branding is critical, um, to who you are. It transcends, uh, you know, your, your professional life or the current title that you're holding or the last title you held any of those sort of things. And I think that, um, I don't know, forgive me if I've got it wrong, but the brand igniter stuff you're doing is, you know, pretty phenomenal, right? Like, you know, and, and, um, so I, I'd love to, um, you know, have you talk about that and, and kind of explain what that is to, to our audience. Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, thank you very much, Phil and Kenny, for having me. It's an honor for me to be part of this uh, podcast. And um, thank you for inviting me to share some insight around personal branding and Brand Igniter. So as a matter of um, brief introduction, Brand Igniter 
uh, emerged as a response to a big market need. Um, the personal thrust behind Brand Igniter is my deep belief that marketing is actually crucial to business development and business growth and economic growth. Um, I am a marketer with a deep conviction that marketing is crucial for the well-being um, of a brand, a company, and the sustainable growth of um, an economic opportunity. So that's what drives me. And really, I believe that deeply. I've been a marketer for three decades, uh, so I'm dating myself. And uh, in this, I am I'm currently a charter marketer by the Canadian Marketing Association. It's a designation that I uphold with a lot of uh, pride and uh, it's an honor for me to, to have that designation. And um, I have um, had the opportunity to run some of the best known brands in the world, um, uh, working in uh, tier one companies uh, like Kellogg's, Pfizer, J&J, Nestle, Smucker, and, uh, and that has given me tremendous opportunities to build brands, regain um, market share and uh, launch brands and recover brands that are in trouble. So um, that as a background has given me all of this opportunity to think broadly about a number of cases. Now, before that, I had the opportunity to be in advertising for a number of years um, where I um, uh, hold in the skills of uh, understanding really consumers and need states and desires of why people buy things. And I also had the opportunity to be in media. So um, this, um, a little bit of a rare combination is what uh, gave me a few years ago the idea of Brand Igniter. Now, in this day and age where you see that companies, especially in Canada, have been losing those uh, skills from people because of the number of uh, restructurings that have occurred in our market, the functions are still needed, but people who know how to do those functions are no longer around, either because they have moved on or they have been moved on. So the... Uh, when I said at the beginning that that's the genesis of Brand Ignitory is because um, there are a number of brands that have become asleep. They are kind of like sleeping. And, and the purpose of Brand Ignitory is to wake up those sleepy brands. So that is um, the essence and the, the uniqueness or difference of Brand Ignitory is that it simplifies the complex. So instead of creating this aura of complexity around marketing processes and marketing discipline um, the decision that i made was to repackage all of that intellectual property into simple frameworks so for example that gave um uh that made branding uh brand meaning come to life brand wars come to life brand voice come to life brand smarts come to life and so forth uh, there are in total eight different uh, methodologies and all of them have the common the common thread of making things simple. So in other words, where you would typically have a lot of mumbo jumbo and lingo that makes things sound more complicated than they are, with me, it is just straight to the point. It's about persuasion. I don't call it communication. It's about consumer persuasion. It's about branding and it's about training. So as simple as that. So that is, um, a brief introduction of the genesis of this. Um, 
uh, in, I'm happy to follow your lead in terms of talking about brand me. There is a lot of, to talk mm -hmm. about brand me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and this is uh, probably one of the areas that we in business have been remiss to take care of. We, especially marketing, marketers were the worst at this. We take care. <laughs> <laughs> we take so much care of our brands and we yeah. give our lives for our brands. And yeah. we forget about the most important brands, your own brand, mm -hmm. to the point that when you are asked, hey, tell me about yourself, there is a lot of hesitation. There is not a concrete answer. There is no um, um, impact in the responses. And this happens mm -hmm. uh, across the board, like CEOs and new pe people new to business do the same. When you ask them this question, there is very little power in the answer. So how do you market yourself if you don't know how to answer this question? How do you tell a good story about yourself? And the thing is that the uh, you need to teach people how to think about you. Because if you don't teach them how to think about you, then they will make whatever story they can make mm -hmm. in their heads with information mm -hmm. they have at hand. Mm -hmm. And that story may not be what you want them to remember of you. Mm -hmm. You may end up in a place in their minds that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And this happens sense. every time when you interact with people. So that was the genesis of brand me. And I will follow your lead if you want to ask me questions. I'm happy to go along. Because if you don't stop me, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> and it's going to be 6 a.m. No, no, it's no, no. It's, it's, I, I think it's, you know, so, so Kenny and I were talking about this before and uh, I just think it's such a critical step, right? Like, you know, I think of, you know, we're, we're all three of us are, are in relatively the same age range. Right? And, and so you think of, you go to parties, the number of people who anchor the reputations based on, I'm a director of, you know, I'm a CMO, I'm a, you know, and that's how they lead, right? But you kind of like, you know, and then, and then, so when they do, one of the things that Kenny and I talk about a lot on this, on this podcast is what happens when you, when you leave those jobs and you go and do something brand new, they get lost along the way, right? Because they realize like, I'm no longer a director of, so what am I, right? And, and there's no <clears throat> concrete answer for that, right? So I think it's, I think what you're doing with, um, with this is the brand me portion, right? Of Brand Igniter. That's right. So, yeah. so brand me, I think, is really is a really unique way of going through this um that's right and if i um i, I yeah. think that um if you want to visualize it in some way i see people wearing a corporate cloak yeah so like we get so comfy in the corporate mm -hmm. cloak corporate cloak mm -hmm. the corporate cloak is exactly what you described it is that name of the company and the position you have in that company mm -hmm. and it is so comfortable but you'd better have a very nice shirt underneath that cloak because the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when the 100%. cloak, when you leave the cloak or someone takes it away from you, people feel naked. Yeah. yeah. What's left? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know one of my clients in uh, for brand me is a CEO uh, who went through a transition, 
And um, I was networking with him once and um, I told him, well, tell me about your business. And he was very eloquent. He thought it was brilliant articulation of their strategies and their objectives and the mission, the vision, all of those things that are fantastic. And then the next question I asked is, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and then yeah, yeah. the answer was, um, I was, I did, I've been, I had, everything was in the past. And it was all about things that he had done mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in his past roles. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that people don't have time for that. People want to hear only one thing. What are you going to do for me today? Mm -hmm. What can you do to make my life easier, better, simpler. And um, people forget about that. So that's why it is so crucial to have this ready in. Um, people forget about this. Again, um, people feel naked. And I've been very fortunate to speak with a lot of very smart people, incredibly capable, um, highly successful with 20, 25, almost 30 years of experience that although they come from senior roles, they cannot articulate this well. And the only reason why they can do this is because it is not easy to do that introspection by yourself. Um, what I, the insight that I found along the way is that people, when they try to do this, even if they're very good marketers or business people, it's like um, a great surgeon trying to do an appendectomy on themselves. You can't. Only works in spy movies. Exactly. Exactly. And even That's, then. And yeah. Even then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. people, uh, I, I usually tell people, what I'm going to teach you and show you is nothing that you don't know or you haven't heard. This is very well known. But those principles of brand positioning that have built the best brands in the world because they're very tried and true and tested, you need to apply them to a personal brand. You need to go through the discipline of dissecting those three things. And that's how the model was built. Um, there, was, um, there was nothing new. And when you see the actual model, you say, well, I know this. But the point is not to know it, but to practice it. Mm -hmm. There is a big mm -hmm. difference from saying, oh, I know how those three elements that you talk about, Peter, they're very clear and very simple. But getting to the core of each one of those elements, like being distinctive, being relevant, being purposeful, those have to have a very deep root in who you are. And before you know it, when, after you do the exercise, you find how unique and distinctive you are. And then you become, your brand becomes a powerful brand. And I'm happy to talk about this as we go along. Because Peter, it's very simple. I think some of it is obviously, I don't think we're very comfortable about talking about ourselves. I, don't, I think it's just generally probably socially not acceptable to come out and you know, spew all this stuff about yourself. I'm assuming that might be one sort of thing. I think two, in a corporate world, I don't think corporations necessarily want you thinking a lot about Peter, Phil, or Kenny. They'd rather you be thinking about the entity and, and what it means to be, you know, true J and J or true whomever it is. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, I, I, you're saying is what you're saying, I think is spot on, but I think there's a discomfort and then probably almost a discouragement. Um, one entity 
probably tries to discourage it. They may not tell you that, you know, oh, Peter, you should be the greatest person on earth, but really just think about me. That's the company. And the other side is, well, shit, you know, I don't want to talk too much about myself because, you know, it looks like you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, you, you uh-huh. see people, I, I would have a hard time. Like if you ask, I, I, I'd have a hard time answering this. I can tell you what I do, but until I really got comfortable with you, I'd probably be very hesitant to say too much about me because I'd be thinking, well, I don't want to sound like a, I don't want to sound either boastful or conceited or, or whatever it is. And that's not what this is about. You've you got to get past that. If I tell you things honestly about myself that are really true and skill sets I have, I sh- it's not boastful. It's but, but so, so I think, I think one of the, so Peter, one of the things that Kenny and I have kind of kicked around a lot is, you know, he's got a really unique skill set for, um, for everything, right? He's, he's a pretty unique guy in terms of, of the things that he loves um, you know, the tattoos he has, right. And then the mix with, you know, corporate life with being a retailer before, and then, and then the expertise he's got now to help, um, you know, businesses of all shapes and sizes. Right. And so I feel like that's the alchemy that, um, you know, Kenny, if I'm, I'm so bold is I think that brand me is the sort of thing that would help you kind of like shake that out into something you know, really refined, right? Because well, I, I think you said your more point about is, me than I'll say about me, right? Right, but you, but you I think I think that's the point, right? I think I, the point is that is, is the point, right? Is not not for you to go look. I I I was a buyer for thirty years, and I you know I I launched all the you know I I was first to market with Instapot. Like those are not the things you want to lead with, but but you do want to lead with like look like you know I'm I'm a father of two amazing kids. Um, you know I, I've got this amazing wife. I've got these you know. I love tattoos. I'm going to continue to get them because they rock. And by the way, like I blow up companies, you know, like I blow up companies and and like companies that come to me, like they go through a grinder and when they're done, they're healthier, they're happier, they're, they're growing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like those are the sort of things that, um, right, Peter, like, I think those are the really healthy kind of things that you want to be able to put out that, that allow people to shape an image of you. But I think it's sort I of you put it, very well. you, it goes against what we're sort of always taught yeah. to do in yeah. some ways. It just, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't that humble pie. And yeah, the, I, I know, guess whatever, so, so but, to, to Peter, that's why yeah. what I'm asking you is like, I, I, is it a cultural thing that we, is it a corporate cultural thing? Is it just a cultural thing? Like, why don't we do a better job of saying um, what I we think do? That, you know, I think um, two things. I think um, the, a brand has to be authentic. And when it is boastful, <laughs> it is not authentic. So it's not about boasting about what you do or because then immediately people shut, mm-hmm. shut off. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is not that. So because authenticity is a key component of a good brand. So, but I will answer your question. In, uh, it's a great question. Um, I think it goes beyond culture. I think it, it goes into the um, not understanding what is it that people need to hear. We t- you, you said something very interesting. I mean, I know what I do and I can talk about what I do. But the reality is that when we talk about what we do, um, a lot of people do things that are kind of like similar. So, for example, I've met a lot of people who say, well, you know, I have launched three brands. Well, this other person launched five brands. And that other lady launched 10 brands. Mm-hmm. So every time you talk about the what's, what I do or what I've done, it is in a way like private label. It's table stakes to some extent. 
And that will not differentiate a brand. What will make a brand stand out is something much more unique to you. And it is how you do things. And very few people take the time to know themselves as to how they do things. So uh, one of the things that I tell, um, that, I, that I do in my practice, is I have people think about the performance appraisals when they were in the corporate world. Oh. And then, but look at them and read them <laughs> in a different light. Because if you look at all those documents, all of them are full of what's. We achieved plan, exceeded plan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. created yeah. this, launched this, mm-hmm. and it's all about what's. What it doesn't say is the one thing that you know better than anyone is what is it that you did to make that happen? And that was something unique to you. And when you look at 10, 15 different accomplishments across your so many years of career, you start looking at those in a very consistent way. You have been successful not because of the what's you've done. You have been incredibly successful because of how you do things, how you articulate leadership, how you articulate programs, how do you how you look at problems and create solutions and overcome um, obstacles. And that how stands miles ahead of what you did. So, for example, I have found in people's uh, performance appraisals something that looked really bad because maybe the result was we missed plan, but how did you miss the plan? Some people have found that they actually drove the organization to a better place after all of that mess. That is what is really the essence that people want to hear. So for example, when Phil says you blow up companies, that is a very powerful message that will be placed in someone's mind in a much more, um, powerful way it will not go away easily whereas if you say well there is all of this that i've done then people start trying to figure out and make a story (laughs) in their minds what 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 should i think about you so i think that you know i I usually talk about these three numbers and i'm going to ask you you have heard them 15 8 6 have you heard those that sequence how do you know the combination to my luggage as you know, you, know the... I'm, you, 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 <laughs> I'm just you, you should see. You, you should hear what you say after we've had uh, dinner. With a... <laughs> I just pay attention. <laughs> the though, that sequence is the attention span in seconds in the last twenty years, going from two thousand to two thousand eighteen nineteen. So at the beginning of the century, we had an attention span of nearly 15 seconds. Now we're close to six. Wow. So when you start, when you hear the question, tell me about yourself. And if you start going around in a very broad way, then by the time you hit second seven, you've lost people. Because people do not have the ability anymore of paying attention for a long amount of time. Mm-hmm. So... You've heard about the elevator pitch, right? And most of us have one. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that the elevator pitch is dead because of this reason. It's useless. Because by second seven, people are not listening anymore. What you need now is an escalator pitch. And the escalator pitch is, as you can picture, what happens in a, on an escalator. One mm-hmm. escalator goes up, the other escalator goes down, 
and let's say Kenny and I are one going up, one going down. Mm-hmm. And if I shout, hey, Kenny, good to see you. I'm the brand igniter, eh? And then Kenny says, what? What is that? Why? What is that brand igniter thing? And if I do my job well, he will say, well, that is a little crazy. Maybe he will hate a little bit of that idea because that's what a good brand is supposed to do. It's supposed to generate tension. It's supposed to make people stop on their tracks and say, what is that? Mm-hmm. If I did my job well, he will come back and Peter, what is that a brand igniter? Can you tell me more? And bingo, I've done my job. It gives me the opportunity to go to five seconds. And I might say, where branding nighter means that I wake up sleepy brands. Okay, so that's my five seconds. And then how you do that? Okay, so then I go to the 15 seconds or 10 seconds. I mm-hmm. do this by helping people find and grow with specific frameworks. I want to hear more. And then maybe he will give me the opportunity to go into a 30-second elevator repeat or one minute or more. And that is the same principle that some of the most successful brands in the world use. So if you think of, for example, about Tide, the detergent, I mean, there is so much behind Tide. It's all this technology, all this science behind making things clean. But it comes down to one simple articulation. If it has to be clean, it has to be tight. And once that those two things are in your head, clean and tight, it occupies a unique place in your mind that it's very difficult for another brand to occupy. So I would ask you, who are listening, what is that statement for you that is so simple that in two seconds you can say about yourself? And that's what this framework does. It forces you to go to a two-second version. That's the biggest chance that I give people going through this process. Tell me about yourself in two seconds, something that is memorable, mm-hmm. relevant to me, it's distinctive for you, and it is purposeful. And um, once that is there, then it's almost like the spearhead that will open up that piece of uh, real estate in people's minds. The same principle as with brand position. The best brand positionings, as I just mentioned, are very simple, very short, and very impactful. That's so cool. that is that, that is the... Cool. the it, there is, yeah. um, again, it is the principles of brand positioning applied yeah. to your brand. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Kenny, what are you thinking? There's lots oh, of yeah. stuff going on there. That's Kenny's thinking face. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listening and trying to. I told yeah. you, right? He's cool. Yeah. Peter's a smart guy. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. I like it. I like Thank it. You. I said lots of good things about you. Oh, no, he did. I, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big. Oh, fan. it's fascinating. It's fascinating because it's not something. Again, what you're talking about is not something that I think we we just sort of naturally do or naturally think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we, and we should. I, I totally agree with you, but it's yeah. um, it's definitely something you'd have to learn. I don't think it's innate. But you, that's right. It is. It is. I'm sorry. It it no, it, it is not ahead. innate. Mm-hmm. It is not innate. And you know, uh, one thing that you uh, reminded me of is that. This has to do with our understanding of brands. We talk a lot about brands, but very few people take the time to understand what a brand is. And I think that there are two secrets, if you will, that when you unlock them of a brand, 
and more importantly about your brand, make it very clear. So what is a brand? A brand is three things. A brand is a promise. A brand is a shortcut. And a brand is an asset. And I will tell you why I believe that. A brand is a promise, first and foremost. It's a promise of a consistent experience every time I interact with you. That is the promise that if you say you're going to do something, you do it, and it makes me believe in your brand. Again, going back to Tide. Mm-hmm. If it has to be clean, it has to be tied. I use Tide, and the, brand, mm-hmm. the clothes are clean. Mm-hmm. Then I believe in that. <laughs> right? And, um, but the product itself is the reason to believe. It's just like what you do is the product. Nobody really cares that much about the product. People buy the need states that you promise. The second thing is that it's a shortcut. It has to clearly articulate what the value of your brand is. And so also for an individual, it has to be a very clear shortcut to understanding what is it that you do. You may be able to do 400 things, but you need to start by creating that um, that by, by, by having one stake on the ground that people can easily understand. And the last thing is that it's an asset. And very few people treat brands as assets. And it is the most important asset that you will have in your career. And why is that? I'm just gonna give you an example. The most valuable brands in the world as measured by Kantar globally, all of them outperform consistently over decades the stock market. So if you look at the chart of the average valuation of the stock market, you take the 100 most valuable brands and they outperform it by an index of 140, 160, 170. And it happens the same with other metrics, like uh, other companies like Ipsos, they do a metric, uh, they measure influence. The ones that are considered most influential brands, they outperform the stock market too. So. There are two reasons why that happens. One, they outperform the market because they can create demand, desire for the brand in advance of needing the brand. So they're creating this desire to have that brand. And the second thing is that they can command a premium price. So because of being so yeah. well done, then you can, can command a premium price for the same product the same product. So as you apply it to your personal brand, if you have a powerful brand, it will be able to create those opportunities for you in advance. People will want to work with you and have you give them a little bit of what you have to give because they understand the value very clearly. And the second thing, they will be primed to pay you more. So they will be happy to pay a premium price for your services. So in that sense, that understanding of a brand as a promise, a shortcut, and as an asset, if it's clear, then you can manage it. You can, it's, a, it's an actual asset mm-hmm. that you can manage. Mm-hmm. But it is something that you need to proactively do because then that will be um, understood through everything you do in your communication. So and the second thing is that we forget the second big insight or secret is where a brand lives. Your brand doesn't live in your resume, doesn't live in your social media, doesn't live on a shelf, doesn't live on a brand statement. 
it lives in the heads and the minds of the people you want to influence. That is the most valuable real estate. If you have a brand statement on a piece of paper and it's not in the minds of the people you want to influence, you really don't have a brand. You have to actually make it come to life. Yeah. So that those two things um, are critical. And to your point, Kenny, we don't think about that because we're not thinking as marketers. I think once I someone told me, um, well, you're a coach and I couldn't be any farther than being a coach. I'm not a coach. I'm a marketer. And that's probably what separates me and helps me understand mm-hmm. your brand. So I see you as a brand. And I can put things together in the way that I would do for a commercial brand and put these things to work. But it is very important to acknowledge and uh, think about your personal brand because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make you uh, successful, even more successful. It's going to be creating opportunities for you ahead of um, you going for them. Right. So a lot of people focus so much and in sales, it is so common to go and do the push activity, which is important, but the pull activity, which is this demand creation in advance, is what your brand does. So it makes things easier. It's the air cover to send the troops later, but you need a good air cover. You need to get people primed to want you. Um, who do you, so as you, as you work with, clients and and kind of put this through this do you um my perspective is i i feel like everybody should go through this right like i i think everyone should go through this exercise so they understand how to um you know position themselves not everybody needs to get ready for a party or a dinner party or something like that but but i do think you need this um as part of a larger framework i i think of kenny the number of people that we've talked to on this show that you know could benefit from something like this. Um, totally. Do do do. Um, what's your kind of primary? Like who who comes to you? Who comes to you? Is I was going to say. Yeah. Who is it? Who is the suits yeah. knocking on the door? Yeah. Um, it is a very broad range of people. So it's typically on three three distinctive groups. Um, the first one is uh, senior executives who are left without their corporate cloak unexpectedly. They're transitioning and they don't know how to talk <laughs> about themselves. Yeah. And um, they have never gone through this exercise of understanding their value and how to market it. So um, that is a big, that, that's where a big need uh, in the market is. Uh, on the other hand, it is um, people who are beginning their careers because they are beginning to understand where to go. I mean. Some people may start um, in one part of the business that is an entry point, but they need to find themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, in many cases, um, they want to be able to articulate their value. They, they come out of school with a ton of potential, a ton of promise, but they do not know how to organize this. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to do recently a video for the CMA, the Canadian Marketing Association, in the uh, next that's the it's a platform helping new marketers new people in marketing um build their skills and 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 find their Mm -hmm. their path in the business world Mm -hmm. and um 
I spoke about this and the videos were created based on that desire of people to, to market yourself, to, to have a framework to do this. Um, and uh, the, the last, the, the last and not least is um, people who have been in the business for eight, 10 years, and then they're reaching a plateau in their development. So they're now very comfortable yeah, they're in stuck. Their, what they do. They're a little stuck and mm -hmm. they haven't realized their potential. Right. Because at some point, a job can fulfill only so much of your potential. And at some point, once that you are very well versed in your company, your role, and what mm -hmm. you do, then it becomes almost like a very narrow lane. So uh, it has a very broad applicability. This is actually the only product that I have that applies to everyone. The brand wars, for example, is very specific for companies. And so mm -hmm. it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pressure testing of um, your plans based on a competitive view. So that has a very specific mm -hmm, mm -hmm. corporate use. Yeah. Uh, but brand me is uh, really for everyone, anyone. And it is applicable even on a personal level. Because your family, your loved ones need to understand how you need to teach them how to think of you, or they will again make up their own story. They will, they will pick up things here and there, and they will make decisions based on that. So the methodology, what I try to do is to simplify it to the most, um, uh, you know, purest essence, which is. How do I need you to perceive me so that your needs are met with my value? At the end of the day, it's a very human human process. Mm -hmm. It's in our interactions as humans with friends, family, business. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we have an added value that is only appreciated if it is connected to those needs of those who want to who you want to influence. The absence of that creates a disruption. So that's why it's a long answer to your question, but the applicability of the methodology is across human interactions. Hmm. Love it. How do you, Peter, let me ask something. So how do you, how yeah. do you get, how do you, um, you're talking, let's say for that eight to 10 year employee or that one that's sort of uh, plateauing, right? But the percep perception of them amongst the coworkers, executives, or whatever is now pretty well established. You know, so you don't, you know, your first impression is long gone. You know, you know what I mean? So you like a rebranding is in essence maybe what you're doing at that point. The young person you're trying to brand, because I haven't done enough to screw up my um, <laughs> image to anybody at this point. I've got odds of yeah, getting yeah. out of this mess. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, when you creep up into the ages of closer to the three of us, uh, it's a little more complicated. But even for that that eight to ten, got older. We may have people that may have perceptions about us, but our suitcase is large enough, and, and maybe we've got other ways to. You've got a chance to rebrand, maybe a little easier potentially. But I wonder what do you that eight to ten to twelve year employee like? How does that person? Uh, that's a tough one to get out of, right? Because you're kind of already in, been pigeonholed. You're 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 there because you're there. <clears throat> now what? That's right. That's right. And it goes again the same. It's the same um, process and situation that a brand that has lost relevance goes through. You already have them in a specific place. Right. Now 
you mentioned a very important word, relaunch, rebranding, restaging a brand. So the process is exactly the same. So uh, there are three steps to overcome that. Just like in the commercial world. Number one, it is doing a very thoughtful and thorough business review of your brand. Finding what is it that people perceive. Why are they perceiving that? What are the reinforcers that you're sending every time you interact with them that makes them believe that you're in that circle? And having a clear understanding of that. The second thing is what are the drivers that people want to see for the current problems, the current desires, the current fears? And then the third thing is to putting those two things together. So taking your inventory of assets, your attributes, what you do, elevating them to benefits based on that thing. And start slow and, and, and start very focused, uh, in a very focused way to talk about those things and reposition yourself on one thing and one thing only and get one person of influence to believe in that. Restate yourself. So this is what you used to believe. Now I'm going to tell you about your needs, mm-hmm. just what you want to hear, and about the benefit that I can offer for you because you didn't know that. So it's relaunching a brand. Right. It is Kenny 2.0. Right. For your needs or, today, or 5.0 now. Yeah, 5.0. <laughs> yeah. 2.0 is a long time ago, my friend. So it was a long time ago. Okay. okay. <laughs> a long time 5.0. ago. <laughs> but again, it is, it is talking about the needs and desires of people who need something today. And then speaking about the benefits that you have. Now, it's obviously going to be more difficult for that individual because there is a history. You can say, well, I'm right. not really sure of that. But if you pick the right lane and if you pick the right need or need state with the right benefits, people are going to start seeing people in a different way, just like with a brand. You need to invest enough time in terms of two things. Right. You need to have reach and frequency. It's the same principle. Reach in terms of reaching the people who can amplify your message people who can help you get others to rethink about you with a clear message number two is repetition people don't learn uh, before something new before 10 times you say the same thing that is human nature and that is the big fail in today's advertising people have told us all the message has been received people have seen the message Mm -hmm. it's not enough in this age where people mm-hmm. don't pay attention, you need to drill it, mm-hmm. drill it, drill it, drill it. Right. Then the, the final piece and probably the most important one is to deliver the goods. So, for example, I have an example of how this builds in being relevant, distinctive, and purposeful. So if you want people, if you're a very analytical person, let's say that you are great at analytics, and people only see you as analytical, you cannot go and tell them, you know, I am fantastic because I've done all this great analysis. That wouldn't help, that wouldn't help the repositioning. You would have to define your audience in a new way. And defining the audience is not based on verticals or demographics or anything that is um, a mechanic that's superficial. Mm-hmm. You have to define them based on need states. What is it? the values that they aspire to? What are the attraction value? 
attraction values like success, achievement, um, happiness, joy, community. What is it that they are attracted to in their work? Um, and also the avoidance values. So which could be failure, isolation, loss. I mean, what is it? And find out exactly what is it that's driving them for a specific situation. For example, let's say that a company is going through growth. So mm -hmm. probably the, the attraction values are much bigger compared to a company that is kind of like not losing market share, which is fighting the avoidance mm -hmm. values. Mm -hmm. So let's say in this example that you identify those needs things really well. That will give you a tremendous advantage over the, the audience and to change the perceptions that they have of you. Because if you talk about their desire, if you clearly articulate it for them and say, you know, this is something that's important to you, and here is a benefit that I'm offering you because of this reason. So it has to go, all of those connected. Um, in this example, for uh, if you want to reposition this individual who is analytical into something that's beyond that and avoid being pigeonholed after eight or 10 years, you will have to have a clear definition of for these people who think this way or feel this way or fear this or want this. And then I will give you this benefit. So for example, in this case, you would define your audience in your company that you want to get uh, reappraised in. Uh, you wouldn't say, well, I want to, it's my boss and my boss's boss. Uh, that would be very limited for the executive team or the leadership team. Most people stay at that level of depth. You have to define them as something that is richer. For example, um, for leaders or managers who feel overwhelmed by the complexity of decision making. Once that you define that audience, then you have a very, very good audience that is anchored in the things that I described. There is emotion, there is avoidance value, there is mm -hmm. attraction value. So if you're talking to those people all of a sudden, then you open up and carve for yourself a mindset that no one is no one is probably using right now. Then the next thing you would do is that that's what gives you relevance. Then the next thing is laddering up your benefits. So let's say that you're very analytic. You wouldn't just say I am analytic. You would probably ladder up your benefit to say something like I give you confidence in your decisions. I want to hear that because if I'm overwhelmed by the complexity of decision making, I can give you confidence in your decision making. Mm -hmm. Now that has to be followed very closely by something like this because I make complicated analytics simple. So net net, if you start talking about this with your amplifiers, then they will start seeing you in a different way. You have all of the reasons to believe that where the things that you were doing in your career become reasons to believe to your new position. Now, this guy is actually someone who makes things simple. He makes, uh, he gives me confidence in my decisions. So the more I ask him, the more confident I feel. So then that changes that perception from someone who is pigeonholed as an analytical person who probably doesn't do more 
preposition as an active element to give you confidence. It's a long answer, but it is, that's how you would do it. You can come out of that hole where you yourself have put yourself into it because it's uh, people pigeonhole us because of our inability to reposition ourselves or refresh in our brand. They make up their own story, but you can. So um, the, the principles are the same. It is only the discipline to find the right um, need state and to elevate the attributes into benefits. Um, it takes time. So I have to tell you that um, when I built my own brand statements, my personal brand statements, it took me months to do it. The first few versions were nowhere near where they needed to be. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm laughing. And, I, I have the same yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. But then if you keep working at these things and getting the right coaching or the right advice or the right you know, echo yeah. from people yeah. who know you, from people yeah. who care about you, yeah. who know how to do, do these things, then you end up with a very powerful brand. Now, all of a sudden, you, you end up with something that is truly uniquely yours. And in this, I truly believe, as I said at the beginning, I believe in marketing as a force that moves the economy. And with 7.5 billion people on the planet, there are 7.5 billion brands. All of them are unique, not because of what they do, but because how they do it. The last thing on, on brand me as a, as, a, as, a, as a framework is something that people usually forget and some people confuse terribly, which is purpose. And I, a brand that has only those two elements, relevance and distinctiveness without purpose, doesn't have deep roots. So your roots in your purpose is the roots of why you do things. This is mm. the why. Okay. Up to now, I've spoken about how you do things. That makes it yeah. Interesting. But then yeah. the next level up is why you do things. So, for example, why do you do this? Why do you, have, why do you record a podcast every week? Why do you put so much passion and love and interest and knowledge and experience into it? There is something, when you think about it, there is something deep inside of you that makes you excel, that makes you be outstanding. So it is not visible, and I advise people not to make it visible to people because this is a very personal thing. Sometimes people say, well, my purpose is this, and they, they confuse the market mm -hmm. because they talk about the, pros, mm -hmm. the purpose, and they also talk about their Mm -hmm. Their brand, so they are not. This is this is almost like something that is the undercurrent of your of your brand. Yeah, it's kind of the you know your raison d'être, right? Like exactly. why you get up and why you do things and all of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, the, the 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 net the net result of this part is something that reads like I do what I do because I believe that. Yeah, and yeah. that is a very personal thing. So once that you have that clear, then all of a sudden it 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 is what gives you resilience because mm. at I some point that. you yeah. your brand will encounter in the market you will encounter a lot of challenges, and um, a lot of brands 
fail because the managers of those brands decide to lose faith in them or decide not to course correct or decide mm-hmm. not to invest mm-hmm. or they lose faith in brands and then they they're moved into the pile mm-hmm. of um you know as as we experience in our past careers brands that are great in potential but no one yeah. cares about them yeah. So this is, you should know, you, you should have a powerful purpose behind everything you do because then that will give your brand that resilience, that power, that stamina to um, shine in good times and to go on through hard times. Um, when those three things are working together in the model, when a brand is relevant, distinctive, and purposeful, then you have something that is so uniquely yours that it's very difficult to copy. It's almost impossible to copy. That's when people start saying, well, no one does this like Henny. No one does this like Phil. It's only you. Phil is Phil. (laughs) I love it, Peter. Very interesting, Peter. Peter, what a treat. I love it. I love it so much. I love it yeah, so much. I, I thrilled, thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah. Thoroughly yeah, enjoyed yeah. this one. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's really we're we're running out of time. So um what I'd love to do, uh, maybe you can tell people where to find you. Um where do they contact you, all that kind of stuff. Um I, I would I would say if you're you're a listener, you should be thinking about this. We we have a lot of listeners who have thought about this, who haven't done it. Um you know, yeah, you should think about this. So, so where do they find you, Peter? Oh, uh, it's my pleasure to give you that. So you can go to brandigniter.ca. Okay. That's uh, the company's website. And um, I would be delighted to give your audience a special treat, if you will, as a thank you to you and Kenny for the invitation to join you today. Um, I would love to um, give you the output of what brand me looks like and an initial guide on how to start thinking about your brand. So okay. um, I will put together a special landing page for okay. you, and, uh, which will awesome. be brandigniter.ca awesome. forward slash brand me okay. template. Okay. Sample, I'm sorry. Brand me template. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and you can download that and get started. And that will give awesome. you a sense of the simplicity that this has. It's it's one yeah. of those things that is simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Have to work at it. Got to work at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to work at it. I love it. I love Very it. cool. Love it. That's awesome, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm so you. glad well, you came on. Thank you yeah. for. Uh, I'm used to this, but thank you for staying up. I. Uh, this yeah. Is, thank you this both is, for staying up. It's yeah. only nine o'clock for me. I'm going to watch a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah. it is a pleasure, and it is some um, definitely. I feel like thank you for um, yeah, uh, and the invitation, Kenny. I also thank you for oh, my pleasure. For Honestly, invitation. It is a pleasure to um, to speak with um, with you guys, and I admire your work, and I think that you're going to make a big continue to make a big impact in the market. So. Thank you. I'm coming for dinner with Thanks. the two of you in Toronto. You know that. We're going to do our own special yeah, one. Yeah, you always say that. I'm not going to butt into your other do, one. And then you, you come <laughs> and then you don't, you know. I'm very busy. When? Very busy. When are you coming to Toronto? I don't, maybe toward the end of March. I may have to come back. Okay. 
Okay. No, Mark and I were talking about that. He came last okay. week. It's my yeah. turn to go to go east. So okay. I might be out there okay. in March. So so this is the thing. It's on the podcast now. So next I time you say come, lots of things on the, the three of us, podcast. the three of us. No, no, like. Well, I'm having us, dinner with the two of you, you know, 100%. You guys can't okay. get out of that. Yeah, yeah, I can get no, out of coming yeah, to Toronto, yeah, yeah. but you guys are stuck with me for dinner. That's, yeah. that's, no, that's, no, no, uh, like, like dinner is, is like oh, a sacred thing here. Like the, there's that's, that's two of given, us that man. like food is it's right food, there. Right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. You got You know me. I love, cook. I love to cook and I love to eat. I love yeah. it. I love it. All good, man. Yeah. Peter, that was really good. Thank, Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure meeting you and thanks for having me. Thanks for staying up so late too. All right. Both of you. All right. Thank you. Gentlemen, Have a great it was night, awesome. Guys. Have Thanks, a great right. day. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's the end of this Commerce Life. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us feedback. Tell us what you think. Subscribe. Like us. Join us. Share us. Tell your friends about us. And uh, we hope to see you next time with uh, with more Commerce News.